Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Eat Sleep Podcast. Repeat, my name is Dave Taylor. Thanks for checking us out. And we're going to review AEW's Revolution and look at the fallout from the event after the airing of uh, AEW Dynamite this past Wednesday. Again, thanks for checking us out. We are Eat Sleep Podcast. Repeat, ESPR. And uh, we're a couple of radio stations, only wrestling podcasts. FM 99 and 106.9 The Fox, located in uh, the Tidewater area of Hampton Roads. So the Hampton Roads area of Virginia. Did I say the Tidewater area of Hampton Roads? <laughs> the Tidewater area of Virginia. Norfolk, Virginia Beach, Chesapeake, Suffolk, P-Town, Hampton, Newport News. Uh, you can find us on the web under the media tab, fm99.com or 1069thefox.com. On the social media apps, Facebook and Twitter, ESPR99. And also, you can email us, ESPR at FM99.com. And uh, you can find us a lot of podcast apps. Anywhere you listen to uh, podcasts, just search ESPR Wrestling, like Stitcher, Face, uh, not Facebook, Stitcher, TuneIn, iTunes, uh, SoundCloud, also a Spotify. Just search ESPR Wrestling in any podcast app, and more likely you're going to follow, subscribe, and uh, that way you get notifications when we got new episodes. Uh, next episode, by the way, an interview with Magnum TA, NWA legend. And that's uh, coming up next as he's going to be at a wrestling show uh, coming up later in March. So without further ado, let's uh, take a quick review at AEW Revolution. Uh, and I tell you what, the build for this show absolutely stunk. And I was kind of worried how this show was going to go. I mean, I thought the matches looked kind of interesting, but uh, but the road getting there, terrible. Terrible road. However... That road has since been repaved since this uh, since this pay per view happened. Uh, incredible! I uh, you know wasn't sure how this was going to go. And it was, it was a pretty good show. The pre show or what they call the zero hour match. Uh, there's only one of them. I thought there was going to be two, but uh, turned out to be one. Penta and Ray Phoenix uh, teaming up with Mark Briscoe. Nice to see that taking a Davari, Tony Nice, and Josh uh, Josh Woods. And uh, this is, you know, your typical pre-show stuff. I mean, you had the heels uh, getting the upper hand for a long time. Uh, Pinto was the one that, uh, you know, he got beat up uh, quite a bit uh, during the show. But uh, but there's some little fun spots in between, as you would see in a six-man match, as AEW does. You know, sometimes maybe too much double-teaming going on and stuff. But uh, it was cool to see the reaction that uh, Mark Briscoe got during the uh, show and everything else. And uh, Briscoe pinned Davari. Uh, to win the match. I mean, it, it was fine for what it was, you know, nothing to write home about, uh, but uh, but it worked out for what it was. Uh, and then we get to the uh, the main card, AEW Revolution, and uh, you know what? The, these results, for the most part, uh, went the right way because I was, I was kind of worried about how some of these things would go. You had, uh, you know, the uh, match between Chris Jericho and Ricky Starks with the uh, Jericho Appreciation Society band. At ringside, that mean no uh, Jake Hager in his hat and everything else. And, uh, you know, you had, uh, you know, Chris Jericho, you know, working on the ribs of Starks and everything else, but then Starks had to come back and everything else. He even kicked out of the code breaker, which was uh, pretty cool because uh, you don't really see that. And, uh, of course, you had Sammy Guevara still coming down, distracting the referee. Uh, but, uh, hey, how about the stroke daddy blocking the Judas effect? How about that? Yeah, uh, that was pretty cool. Anyways, a good part on uh, Ricky Starks winning the match. And uh, it was the best match that they, they could have had. I don't know. But a big win for Ricky Starks, and we can move on from that feud. And speaking of moving on, uh, Jack Perry, Jungle Boy versus Christian Cage, the uh, last burial match. This match 
or I should say feud's been going on forever. Uh, months, months and months and months. Uh, I mean, I, I just remember the uh, the build for this and just, yeah, it's been going on for a long time. Anyways, uh, you know, they went at it pretty quick. And, uh, you know, Christian Cage, you know, trying to uh, lead through the crowd and everything else and then getting a beer poured on his head. Hey, we'll see some of that later in a different action. Uh, the weird thing is, you know, they had a coffin at ringside, which I, it just seems kind of weird, you know, because this would be almost like a Danhausen kind of thing or uh, maybe, uh, you know, <laughs> Malachi Black or whatever else. Anyways, uh, Jungle Boy wins the match. I uh, did the concerto and then rolled Cage in the coffin. And, and there you go. The crowd loved it, you know, and he needed the win. I mean, he's, you know, he's fun to watch everything else. And, you know, after all this time, it is weird that they're calling them Jack Perry because I'm just so used to him being Jungle Boy. But a uh, good one for him in that match. And there you go. Two decisions that were right. Jericho did not need to win that first match. Christian Cage definitely not needing to win this match here. Uh, let the newer guys do that. Uh, then you had, uh, speaking of that uh, theme going on, the Elites taking on the House of Black. As the Malachi Black, Brody King, and Buddy Matthews were challenging for the Trios Championships against uh, Kenny Omega and... The, uh, the Young Bucks, if you will. And uh, there was a lot that happened in this match. It probably uh, one of the highlights of the night. Even though I'm not always crazy about Young Buck matches and stuff. But uh, it, it was a big win for House of Black. And, uh, you know, that's uh, Julia Hardy getting involved. Omega accidentally hitting her. And then uh, there you go. House of Black becoming your new trios champions. Uh, the crowd loved this, especially at the end of the match. Which I don't know if that's a good sign if you're uh, Omega and the Young Bucks because I think people are ready for a change and everything else. So we'll see how this plays off. And, and don't treat that title like a hot potato. We'll get to hot potatoes later when we talk a little bit about the Revolution fallout. Uh, Jamie Hayter defending the Women's Championship against Ruby Soho and Soraya. And, and I don't know if it's a prediction of Soraya here that this could have been a a one-on-one -on -one match. Uh, but it was not. But you had Britt Baker and Tony Storm at ringside and everything else. And, uh, you know, you know anything kind of goes. They got involved later on in the match. And uh, Hayter retained. Uh, she pinned Soho after an exchange of combinations that they had between them. I, I thought it was kind of weird uh, that Storm and Soraya attacked the champ after the match. So they beating up Jamie Hayter. Britt Baker made the save. And then Soho was like, well, I'm just going to take you all out. But then now uh, she turned heel and uh, she sides with uh, Storm and Soraya. So now you got the uh, the former WWE ladies, if you will, and they're all together. And uh, then you got, uh, you know, of course, Britt Baker and and Jamie Hayter together. So we'll see where this goes. I don't know. I, this match didn't get a lot of time. It was the shortest match on the card, you know, for a three-way. And it gets clunky at times. Um, I don't know. We'll see. You know, Soho's a heel. I mean, I mean, I guess it makes sense, but can they can they hold it up and everything else? I mean, is this gonna? I guess it's gonna be a WWE or you know the originals versus the the you know these other girls that have been in there. But uh, I mean, Rudy's been in there for a long time now, so we'll see how this goes. But uh, you know, the, the belt staying on the right person. Uh, congrats to Jamie for winning that match. Okay, now you have a match. I'm gonna question not the result. But how this ended, uh, John Moxley taking on Hang uh, Hangman Adam Page, a Texas death match. And, uh, no, there was no, like, exploding ring stuff, uh, different kind of match. But, uh, hey, no, it took, like, uh, you know, two minutes for Moxley to bleed after the uh, barbed wire. So that didn't take long.
And, uh, of course, you <laughs> – I mean, just – I mean, you knew that was going to happen. You knew he was going to bleed. Uh, but you had um, Hangman hanging Moxley over the uh, top rope, and uh, he made him uh, tap out uh, using a change, which, which I thought was kind of weird to have us uh, – a match end with uh, this kind of match end with a uh, a submission. You know, I mean, if you're having a Texas death match, to me, it seems like you should be like knocking somebody out and pinning them. Um, and of course, you know, blood and everything else. Like, it's not always my style. I know that's what Moxley does. It just seems to happen. But uh, there you go. I mean, not bad. You know, I, I'm I'm like I'm, I'm only gonna dog it just for the. But we knew we were gonna get blood. So there you go. But we had we had a lot of blood tonight. And then the next match, where we'll uh, talk about the uh, big questions here in the fallout. You had uh, Samoa Joe defending his TNT Championship against Wardlow, who we haven't kind of seen for a while. I know he came back, uh, you know, ch- and challenged him and everything. So taking on the, uh, each other in this uh, particular match, which I don't know, it was all right. I mean, this could have been a TV match, maybe. You know, could could we have seen this on the Wednesday or Friday night? Didn't mean this was bad, uh, but uh, you know, one of the weaker matches on the card. Um, now, what I didn't see coming, and this is only because of how Wardlow has been like treated in the last like month and a half since losing the title, he choked out Samoa Joe to win the championship. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Wardlow won the U.S. championship, choking, or sorry, the TNT championship. Did I really say U.S. championship? I did. Let's, let's rewind that. Okay. I'm not rewinding it, but Wardlow beat Samoa Joe, choked him out, and became your new TNT champion. And there you go. And then he lost it a couple of days ago to Powerhouse Hobbs. This is where we are. He lost it on Dynamite to Powerhouse Hobbs. So a, a basically a four, three, four-day reign. And that's it. Um, yeah, so I, I don't know what was going on there. You know, why, why could they, you know, Samoa Joe just retain and then, then lose to Hobbs on Wednesday? Or is this going to set up a triple threat of some kind again? Or I don't know what, but uh, questioning that decision right there. And, uh, you know, I don't know. The crowd wasn't too into this match. You know, I mean, they had a lot going on before because they were all into the uh, Page Moxley match. And, uh, you know, sometimes you have your come down match. Uh, they didn't really have a lot of this on the card only because of, because of the uh, main event, which we'll get into. Like this match, I'm going to talk about this should have been the next match after the Moxley cage match. Uh, you had the uh, tag team championship match, you know, with the guns they were defending against uh, Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal. You had the, the acclaimed in there and Orange Cassidy and Danhausen. <laughs> um, well, it was what it was. Uh, you know, sometimes these uh, four-way matches uh, can be train wrecks and, uh, you know, it's a lot of... Uh, I don't know, just with the referee and everything else. There's just a lot of stuff going on. Now, I will say this. This was the match that should have been after the uh, Adam Page and, and John Moxley match. The Guns do win this match. They retain. And then after the match, FTR is back. And, uh, you know, now they want their titles and everything else after they, they seem to have lost everything. But uh, they are back. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, a couple of clunkers in a row here, but uh, you know, but not like terrible matches and stuff. Just when you do these kind of matches with four teams, uh, you know, sometimes they work, sometimes they don't. And this was on the sometimes they don't, which unfortunately, and this goes for anywhere, 
Uh, this match is just, yeah, just don't always work out. Then you got the main event of the evening, the Iron Man match for the world title, MJF taking on Brian Danielson. And uh, this is uh, this is the match that, uh, man, I tell you what, you know, you wanted to see if MJF can go 60 minutes. Well, obviously he did. And uh, this is uh, something that uh, went uh, quite a way. You know, you had uh, Brian Danielson, uh, you know, selling the arm. You know, during the match and stuff, wearing the tape on the uh, shoulder. So that was like, okay, well, that's something that's uh, that's going to be worked on and stuff. And, uh, you know, uh, going through falls, you know, pretty quickly with uh, Brian Danielson scoring the first fall, you know, about, uh, what do I, like 34 minutes in the match and everything else. And then, uh, you know, MGF getting two quick falls. And then uh, with like 10 minutes left, you had uh, Brian uh, Danielson uh, tying it up. And then I tell you what, man, for a 60-minute match, this crowd, hats off to you if you were there. You were into this match. And you had the uh, uh, single uh, leg crab in the uh, the counter of pen in like the last minute of the match. And, uh, you know, usually what you get in those uh, Iron Man matches, you know, is a guy in some sort of submission hold, not going to tap out or whatever else. And that's what happened here. MJF did not tap out. So, uh, you know, so everything was uh, going to be a tie. You know, night's over or so, or so we thought. You know, medics came to the ringside, and uh, the Antonio Schiavone is saying, no, 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 this is not it. We will have overtime, sudden death. And uh, then he kind of knew how this was going to go afterwards and stuff. Now, he did have the oxygen tank in the mask because MGF needed it after the match, and then he hit uh, 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 Danielson with it. And then, but the, but he didn't go for the you know pinfall here. He tapped out Brian Danielson to the lapel lock. Holy cow! Did not see that coming. And uh, you know, I mean, I kind of wish like like it just happened with that without the oxygen tank because you go this far into the match, give him the straight up win. If you're gonna put the guy over and make him a star, I know he's a heel or whatever else, but dang it, you got this far. Brian uh, Danielson does not need protection and everything else. I mean, he still sold it after the match because, because he, he tapped out, but dang it. He didn't have to, you know, you didn't have to do that one spot to make it happen. Now, after, after the match, oh, by the way, during the match, uh, you had the scrum of the crowd where MJF threw a, uh, a tequila on a young fan and stuff. So that, that that got him in some uh, hot water if you will with Tony Khan. Uh, they brought the fan backstage. You got to meet a lot of his wrestlers. Um but uh yeah, you can't be doing that kind of stuff. I mean, even Rick Flair said, man, you know, like if you're going to do heel stuff, do heel stuff, but you know, don't don't be a jerk to kids, which he kind of has been at times anyway, the staying a character, but uh, yeah, you can't do that. But there you go. I mean, what a heck of a match. You just you had a lot of stuff. You know, the uh, tombstone uh, from MGF during the match, uh, from the middle turnbuckle. You know, but, but these are moves like people should be kicking out of all the stuff. And, uh, you know, you didn't have the clock on the screen all the time either. So I, I don't know. You know, do you need it the whole time? I mean, well, it's on in sports, everything else. Leave it up. You know, you had a lot going on. In that particular match, but uh, what a what a pay per view with good recovery for AEW. They need it right now. They need some momentum back because they kind of lost it a little bit. And you know, with WWE and the whole Bloodline storyline, it's uh, it's just been tough. Anyway, so other fallout from this, uh, Brian Danielson, uh, kind of uh, putting this out 
on Dynamite last night. It's a pre-recorded video. It says, I always thought I was going to be doing this for my kids when I was forced to retire. I wanted to teach them that if you love something, you have to fight for it. When I realized out there that uh, Sunday, uh, Max was right. This whole time, my whole career has been about legs, lungs, heart, never giving up. That's why I always thought uh, it was best to just fight, 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 and fight. And then Brian continues, says, uh, I woke up being unconscious. I find myself in a label lock, and my first instinct was to fight. And as I was fighting, I realized I couldn't feel my arms. My left leg didn't have any strength anymore, and when Max said after the Iron Match that I wouldn't be able to play with my kids, it dawned on me he was right. I was putting myself before my family. More than tapping out, that made me more ashamed than anything. It's time for me to go home. And uh, there you go. Uh, now, I don't know if that means he's done being a full-time wrestler. Keep in mind, he's not going to become a free agent until the summer of 2024. So we still got uh, you know a year and three months on this uh, contract. And everything else. But I guess that means MGF gets a new challenger, which I guess he should be at this point since he uh, defeated Brian Danielson. And, uh, and there's your uh, fallout of, of the uh, of the event. Like I said, some good stuff. Uh, a couple, you know, clunkers, but not like bad, like terrible matches. I mean, you know, but uh, but watch the whole show. You know, I mean, I mean, you can stick with, uh, you know, the uh, the match with uh, the House of Black. I mean, definitely watch that and. You know, and I say Adam Page, John Moxley, if that is your style and you're into that and you want to see the blood and everything else, and I mean, he had blood in the main event too. So, like, that was the only time we saw blood from Moxley was, uh, you know, MJF gushing pretty good as well. So, there you go. So, uh, we'll see how this momentum uh, carries AEW until their uh, next event and everything else because the build for this, and they got to have it. They got a couple of shows where the build hasn't been good, but the show's been pretty good. But at some point, you know, I don't know. We'll see how this plays out. Anyways, that's your review of AEW Revolution. Uh, next episode, a, a interview with Magnum TA, uh, NWA legend, and he talks a lot of stuff uh, in regards to uh, the current product, uh, the, you know, his NWA days, and and just how he kind of grew up. Uh, so we podcast out of uh, the the uh, you know, Hampton Roads, Virginia, Norfolk, Virginia Beach area uh, in the state of Virginia, and uh, he's from this area and. Uh, there's a lot of stuff that we talked about through his career. So that's the next episode. Again, you can check us out, ESPR99 on Facebook and Twitter. Search ESPR Wrestling on uh, the podcast apps, You know, SoundCloud, Stitcher, TuneIn, iTunes. You also have Spotify. And uh, this can search us, follow, subscribe, get notifications when we post new episodes. ESPR99, I'm sorry, ESPR at FM99.com. If you want to email us, and you can find us on the website, 1069tofox.com and fm99.com to find us there under the media tab. Again, thanks for checking us out. And as always, make sure you eat, sleep, podcast, and repeat. Have a good day, everybody.